Hello, I'm Coward Swift, and welcome to the Cardano Convo Podcast, a podcast that gives a glimpse into the Cardano ecosystem. The Cardano Convo provides an easy-to-digest explanation of the projects that are being built, thoughts, and what's going on within the Cardano community. Today, we'll be hearing about a couple of Project Catalyst proposals for the category DAO's Heart Cardano. There are four proposals in total, and these proposals, in order, are MayDAO, ADAO, Clear Contracts, and MLabs Double DAO. All links for the projects and proposals can be found in the description below. But without further ado, let's get to the interview. Yeah. So here's slide number one. Uh, problem. All throughout the world, in rich nations as well as poor, people have fallen through the cracks of our global economy and into the poverty gap underserved by both the labor market and local social safety nets if they have one at all. These people are left to languish in chronic economic precarity. Solution? Blockchain and smart contract technology allow for a global network of like-minded individuals to share resources, goods, and labor like never before, producing the most equitable, accessible, and bottom-heavy financial network in history. Business model. How does MayDAO work? Every MayDAO member is provided a monthly basic income in our community currency, the MayDAO token. We use this currency to buy and sell things to one another, whatever goods and services our community is able to provide for itself. Things like video editing, guitar lessons, the resale of secondhand goods, electronic repair by mail, homemade clothing, etc. As our network grows, so the list of goods and services we're able to provide one another. In addition, for the needs the Maddow community is unlikely to be able to provide itself, needs like housing and medicine, the Maddow community provides a mechanism for members to send ADA to one another, which can be exchanged for whatever currency their doctor or landlord accepts. Maddow network members can send ADA to one another to help all network members meet their basic needs and be rewarded with additional Maddow, freshly minted at the time of their ADA, ADA contribution to a fellow network member. Plus, a common pool matches up to 600 USD equivalent in monthly ADA contributions to every network member, effectively doubling each network member's monthly ADA income until a threshold of 1,200 USD equivalent in ADA is reached within a given month by a single user. At that point, any additional ADA they would receive is diverted to the common pool, and our network members receive a like amount of made-out tokens instead. This way, everyone gets financially stable before anyone gets rich. That's what we mean when we say Maydao is bottom heavy. And here we have our mascot Mayday, and you can see she's bottom heavy. And uh, yeah. <laughs> we all like those bottom yeah. heavy jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got four use cases here. Alice the artisan. Alice is a doll maker. She sells homemade dolls on Etsy. Most months she gets by, but sometimes she falls short on her bills. To bring some financial security to her life, Alice joins Maydao. First, she uses her monthly basic income of MADAO tokens to buy homemade yarn from another member of the MADAO network, reducing her monthly expenses. Second, on her MADAO profile, Alice offers an exclusive model of doll to anyone who contributes 50 ADA to her account when contributing ADA for MADAO. She sells for her first month, earning 200 ADA, and the common pool matches each of her first four sales, sending an additional 200 ADA to Alice's account. Alice has saved over 100 on supplies this month and gained 400 ADA, which she can convert to USD to help pay her rent, thanks to Maydow. And we've got use case number two here, Bob, the content creator. Bob's a musician. 
Bob's Patreon brings in over $1,000 each month in contributions from his fans, but Patreon takes almost a quarter of that money back in fees, leaving Bob impoverished and frustrated. So Bob discontinues his Patreon and tells his fans he's moving the whole operation to the Maydow network. Bob sets up his Maydow profile to allow network members to support him with a recurring monthly donation, just like he did on Patreon. He offers his monthly backers a monthly NFT of one of his songs as a thank you gift. And in addition, Bob's backers get Maydow for supporting Bob every month. Bob's backers can use their Maydow to support other artists on the network. Bob's Maydow profile also allows for one-time contributions, something Bob couldn't do through his old Patreon setup. So how has Maydow improved Bob's financial situation after one month? Even if only 70% of his backers from Patreon follow him in his move to Maydow, Bob still makes more money with Maydow than Patreon because Maydow charges no fees whatsoever, ever. Bob also uses his monthly basic income in Maydow tokens to spend, which he allocates to the purchase of a used microphone stand, pick guard, and an electric tuner from other Maydow network members. It's as if Bob got these items for free just for joining Maydow. We have use case number three. Kathy, the worthy cause. Kathy is a single mom and she's in a precarious position. She's developed a medical condition that prevents her from working, but she hasn't yet gotten an official diagnosis, which has caused her to dis be disqualified from the government safety net programs ostensibly designed to help people in her situation. Kathy really needs some help. So she joins the Maydown network and explains her situation on her profile. She shares her profile on social media as do other Maydown members and donations in ADA begin to trickle in. After a week, Kathy's received 250 ADA donations from uh, Maydown network members and the Maydown common pool matches that amount adding another 250 in ADA donations to Kathy's wallet, netting her 500 ADA, which she uses to pay her car insurance and buy groceries for her four children. Kathy also uses the basic income she receives in Maydow tokens to buy a warm homemade sweater for her youngest daughter and guitar lessons for her oldest son. Use case number four, Dan, the philanthropist. Dan isn't rich, but he's comfortably middle-class and gracious about it. Dan's a socially conscious guy and he wants to shop in a way that benefits ordinary people. Dan logs into his Maydow wallet. He sees Kathy's profile, decides she's a worthy cause, and sends Kathy 200 ADA, for which Dan receives 200 Maydow in exchange, minted at the time of transaction and deposited in Dan's wallet by our Dow. Dan takes his 200 Maydow and buys a doll for his young daughter's birthday from Alice. Dan was able to support Alice and Kathy in one transaction, thanks to Maydow. Ongoing rollout. Our ongoing prototype market has over 100 users already. People have been using Maydow to trade goods and services for over a month already. Here's an example post. Uh, this might be a little too small for you to read. I'll zoom in. Someone's name is Tony. I've blurred the last name. Uh, he says, hi guys, I'm new here. I'd like to offer services as a personal trainer. I can do Zoom meetings or whatever video platform is best for you. Hope I'm doing this right. Happy to be a part of the community. Also looking to pay someone 150 made out to help me learning programming Haskell. So that is perfect. That's an awesome post. This is an example of how people are using our market already. We're not yet on a blockchain. We're not even on the test net. We're just doing this by hand right now, manually. Uh, and the community is growing before the technology. So I think that's kind of part of our, our philosophy as an organization. 
Uh, for the first quarter of 2022, we're seeking about 40K USD equivalent in funding. About 25K of our funding will go to back-end development. About 5K will go to front-end development. The remaining 10K will go to building our community, maintaining our web presence, and ongoing development of our product itself, um, including paying our economist, Eddie, who has been absolutely instrumental in figuring out how to make the whole system work. You know, I came, I came to Eddie about four months ago, maybe three three and a half with a, an incomplete idea. And he really completed it for me. He's been just phenomenal. So I, I think we've got a really good economic uh, system we've devised here and I'm excited about uh, ending poverty. You know? And we will be getting <laughs> a animated video of our economy made up soon so that all this is a easier to see. Cause I know that all of us can probably put it into our abstract, but it's very much very wordy because it is a technical solution to this. Yeah, so that's, that is my presentation. Thank you guys so much. We did spend quite a bit of time workshopping that to make that as accessible to everyone as possible. Please uh, ask questions, but I'm going to pitch in one last little bit here, uh, which is a very key point. And I quite literally got out of a meeting a little bit ago talking about it. Uh, MADAO will be including a freedom framework, providing uh, metrics and parameters on our community, on the health of our uh, creator economy, and various other social good metrics to help guide our economy in uh, attracting more non-technical people into the Cardano network. And Thank we will sure. also be using that as a uh, one-stop shop for transparency and to put our bounties so people can see them. So now begins the Q&A. Um, anybody have any questions for Maydal? Um, I guess I'll start off with one. So are you planning on having the Maydal token on, for example, some decentralized exchanges for a lot to allow for this equivalent exchange, or is there a limit to? Are you setting, for example, made out to have the same limit as Cardano since it so, seems to be a one-to-one -one trade? What we are going to be doing because this is, we are currently in pre-alpha on our Discord, and once we get onto the testnet, we will be in alpha, and a lot of these systems will be much more automated and easier to use. So uh, we are only going to be allowing ADA to be exchanged for MADAO, and that will be done by individual exchanges within the MADAO community until we have such a volume that we can create more regulations on what the exchange price is to look like. So we are allowing a free market solution while we are in still such a, a small scale, you know, sub 10,000 users. Okay. Any other questions? So thank you guys so much for presenting. It's, it's a really interesting case. I guess another question is, how are you going to drive adoption of this? For example, let's say somebody's doing quite well. Um, it seems, for example, one of your examples was moving from Patreon, which I know from having used it, um, does take a large chunk. Um, how... Do you intend on pulling users into the blockchain when it can I'm be difficult? I'm so, so happy you asked this because it, it's one of those things you have to read between the lines to see in our presentation. But that's exactly how we intend to attract non-technical people to Cardano. There's a cap. Once you receive 1,200 USD worth of ADA, all the rest of the ADA donated to you goes to the community pool to continue that. 
but you do get made out tokens. And there's a savings glut problem that will incentivize you to find things to spend that made out on. Encouraging people that you know from your local community into the made out community and thus understanding and starting to learn about Cardano through it can pay my rent, it can pay for my food, it can help me with my life. So it's a very strong intrinsic uh, adoption uh, mechanism we've built in. Yeah. Uh, do you see your solution as kind of being an either or with the existing uh, like Patreon or, or other platforms? Or is this really no. something that you might that's, be That's the best part about this. We are, uh, there's a uh, company called Brain Trust working on the Ethereum network, which is essentially doing exactly what we're doing, but they don't care about poverty because they're using the Ethereum ethos. We are using the Cardano ethos. We want to make sure we collaborate as much as we can and grow as much as we can. Yeah. Ideally, Maydow acquires Patreon. <laughs> well, that'd be that'd be something. Um, yeah, but you certainly could you do your Patreon with Maydow. Uh, you know that 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 case was one example where someone would said, "Well, you know, I just want to encourage everyone to come here where there's no fees." But if you made a different calculus in your head, you said, "You know, I want to keep the fans I have, but I want to slowly transition." And uh, to this other thing that I have a much better rate of return with, you could certainly do that. You know, there's no exclusivity. There's no, you're not making any kind of a commitment with Maydow. You can sign up to Maydow. You can collect your basic income of Maydow tokens once, never give ADA, never collect ADA and be like, oh, this is interesting. It's, it's, there's no risk to try it. You can, and you're even benefiting our economy just by being a consumer. And the just way by, I've been describing yeah. it to people is we're building a little grab bag of talent so that you can just come in and get some stuff that you need figured out and maybe even find a new community. Yeah, but there's no reason it should supplant any other things you're doing in your life and no other revenue streams, no other commitments. It's totally compatible with everything. We have a question in chat from Yonderlust. Uh, Yonderlust says, I don't quite get how it's paying rent or bills. Who is accepting these payments? So that's where we're saying you are receiving two basic incomes. You will be receiving your income of Maydow and ADA. Uh, the monthly uh, donations you uh, encourage to your account with ADA will be matched from the common pool. And that will give you a very strong selling point to encourage people to donate to you because their money will be twice as effective in solving your problems. So that ADA, you will have to uh, then change out onto uh, into fiat through your preferred exchange that you already are using. We do want to add a fiat changing mechanism within the app, but that is going to be probably uh, maybe eight months, uh, a year down the line, uh, probably like fund nine or fund 10 will be asking for help with that. Oh, I, I, you could almost say that it's a little bit like um, Patreon plus community currency plus UBI, <laughs> all in one one system. Quick question, just before we close out the Q&A. Um, so you said 0% fees, which it sounds like fees would be a very useful thing for the upkeep of this. For example, when Cardano, when you do a transaction on Cardano, a portion of it goes into a treasury, which would ensure, for example, that there's a pool by which to pull the, like, to match with. So... I'm I'm sure the economist is working on that, but how does the matching work with that? For example, if so, the point is to pull out and then to sell it via an exchange, and that person who takes that might not be bringing, for example, that ADA back into circulation within the DAO. 
That's that's why we will be focusing on monthly transactions to begin with. Uh, there will be one-time donations, but the matching will happen as an accumulation once a month. So there will be time periods that will accumulate the data to be matched with, and then you'll be matched. So there, and like I, we've mentioned, there are no fees, but there is a cap. Once you have 1200 USD equivalent in ADA donated to your account, all the rest will be put in the community pool. And that is again, in that time period, uh, math. So again, thank you guys so much for jumping in and telling us about your proposal. That was Maydow. You just heard Maydow's proposal titled Maydow Mutual Aid Dow. For more information, you can follow the links down below, but we'll be moving on to our next proposal titled Creating Cardano DAO Infrastructures by ADAO. Love Coach put this together for us, and um, he did an awesome job on it. I really like the graphics. I had just seen it this morning, got a chance to go over it. But what is ADAO? So ADAO is Decentralized Autonomous Organization, which is a DAO, of course, operating on the Cardano blockchain. And our tagline is Decentralization Together. The challenges that we face... We have governance to solve, a framework upon which the DAO is governed. We have to create a treasury, a collection of assets controlled by the DAO, and to figure out what that looks like, whether that's in ADA, whether that is in uh, NFTs, uh, whether as in other tokens, any combination of assets that, that wind up in that basket that becomes the treasury. And then we have voting, decision-making method of DAOs, and they're uh, a number of different ways to look at all of these solutions. So these are these are challenges that we face. And uh, what is the solution for that? Well, we have the uh, proposal to create Cardano DAO infrastructure that we have in Catalyst currently. What we're looking at for a roadmap from there is a proposal functionality for governance script enabled then uh, a GUI to engage with governance script made available and a website to create governance scripts deployed. So basically the gist of that is, is that right now we have, uh, we have the ability to vote via CLI, but it's not very user-friendly yet. It's not something that people who are not fairly technical can engage with and we have to solve that problem. And so the essence of what we're asking for in Catalyst, the, the lion's share of that is going to be to help us to build out this, um, this set of tools that enables a, a better user experience on the end for people who are, even for people who are technical because um, I'm somewhat technical and I ran into some snags when I tried to use it. It was successfully done. The majority of the group was able to do it without any issues. So I, I'd still say it's successfully implemented but it, it's not pretty yet and it can be a lot more user-friendly and that's where we want to get to we want to get to something we had a conversation um last night with a, a lady who is um working on a, a phone project and she's in contact with a lot of um indigenous tribes in the u.s and talking to them about um about things like DAOs and things like that which is really fantastic to see because that's something you might not necessarily like put together just you know if somebody asks you about who are you going to talk to about a DAO but it actually kind of makes sense and we were talking about that and it's like well 
how are they going to use this? You know, maybe they're not familiar with CLI necessarily. Maybe, maybe some of them are, but maybe some of them aren't, you know, it's hard to say really you're looking at a more traditional culture. They may be more focused on, on talking about, you know, traditional things. And this is a very non-traditional concept. Uh, the concept of a DAO being on chain and all this stuff, this is not traditional to anybody in any group. So that's not, um, that's not relegated simply to indigenous tribes. You know, there are plenty of people, the majority of people who would not know how to use this technology right now if you put it in front of them. But if you give them a simple interface that they can interact with, something that someone, if they can use Facebook, if they can use Gmail, then they can use the tools that we're trying to build out. And that's really what we're aiming to develop is something that, you know, is a very simple, clean user interface. Upcoming goals, uh, we have the proposal the GUI, and then a website from there. Pretty straightforward, three phases. Um, we have the people to build these things out, and we essentially just need to get them um, time and funding to do so. And uh, if we need to bring on any extra people, that'll allow for that as well. Uh, contact and additional information. We do have a website, theadadow.com. And from there, you can access our GitHub, our Discord server, and our Twitter. I think it's important to note that all of the code work we are doing currently is being published open source via that GitHub. So that is something um, that other developers are able to access. So we do have transparency, but not only that, but it does allow for collaboration within the community. If someone finds any errors in our code, they can report them to us. If someone finds anything useful in our code and develops a novel way to use that, you know, they can... They can share that with us and then also their community and the entire community can benefit from any, any developments that are made there. And Twitter, of course, is, um, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. So get in contact with us if you're not on the Discord. But if, if you do want to join the Discord, the Discord is always a great place to jump into. We have, um, you know, meetings on Wednesdays and Saturdays um, as far as scheduled meetings. We won't go as far as to call them formal because we're not at that point yet. But, uh, scheduled meetings and then we have impromptu meetings that happen throughout the week there so um thank you all for your uh, your time and your attention and if you have any questions i'd be happy to field those not really a question but a comment uh i, I totally agree with that uh comment about native tribes loving DAOs. i'm from new mexico and i've talked with them about this space and they they love it because it's the exact same as their traditional uh governance structures you know about hearing every voice and making sure that everyone has weight to their words and everyone else cr critically thinks about what those words would actually do. And that's something that's been lost with a vote for one candidate democracy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I appreciate you um, pointing that out because it, I think a lot, of, a lot of what we have to do with the technology we're developing now is to kind of uh, is to kind of refine ourselves and recenter ourselves, and we have to look at how we can grow with this technology and not let this technology outgrow and outpace us and out outpace humanity in us. You know, we're gonna see more things happen in the future where technology becomes ever increasingly integrated into our lives and even into our bodies, and it's important to consider the human aspect and human element of that at all times and to think about tradition and to think about, you know, what it means to be human and what it means to be connected, because all of these notions are things that will be challenged and reevaluated uh, constantly as we move forward to this ever technologically present future. 
And, you know, that aspect of, um, you know, the tribes uh, communicating with each other and, and governing each other, that's something that is echoed in what we're talking about with DAOs, but it's something that I think we've kind of lost over time. And, you know, as much as we need to reconnect with that, it's something that, you know, groups like that may find inherent use in using because it's a similar structure, but it's just a way for them to, to fast track um, getting that up to date with where technology is headed, not even where it is now, but just where it's headed. And it, it allows them to really, um, to really kind of um, go around the traditional structure that maybe wasn't working out in their favor, which we see in so many different places that we're doing that with blockchain, with uh, NFTs, with cryptocurrency, that we're, we're kind of creating um, these uh, cultural and um, economic side chains, um, so to speak, to the mainstream. And we're going around these things and creating our own past and finding ways that do actually serve the people better, ways that are more fair, ways that are more efficient and, and ways that just feel better to use. I guess I'll begin then. So with ADAO, um, I see that you're working with a couple of different DAOs. What specifically, like what governance are you trying to, is it just a broad sense of governance for whoever wants to use a DAO or are you targeting it in one specific part to begin with and then go branching out or how do you plan on going about that? So that's a great question. And I think um, the, the ultimate answer is going to be whatever suits the, the person or group developing the DAO, um, whatever suits their model best is going to be the governance that they're going to use. Um, and, and we are working with um, a number of groups trying to help them build out their plans for their organizations. But at the end of the day, it's going to be up to them to decide what type of governance they use. And what we're doing as ADAO is we're exploring different governance models. And we're going to probably roll out with, you know, an initial model for ourselves. But I think we want to get away from that as quickly as possible to where we have, a, a, you know, the interface that allows for people to kind of um, just add building blocks to the base layers that we're providing. Uh, we have something that a conceptual layer called Yocto DAO at the very base of what a DAO is, which is the, the philosophical um, underpinnings of the DAO. So it's, um, it's a two paragraph and five bullet point overview of what we believe a DAO on Cardano is. And then it just allows people to kind of bypass having to do all of that, um, that back and forth and research that goes into coming up with something like that where I've actually gone and researched these things. I've gone and looked at Ethereum.org's definition of a DAO and Ericon's definition. I've gone and looked at um, Pleaser DAO, at Party DAO, at um, Friends of Benefits, all these different organizations that have been successful in the DAO space. And they all have slightly different definitions, but from those slightly different definitions, you can find similar threads between all of them. And we kind of took those together and distilled them into something that was easily digestible, but also uh, also combined that with what we believe to be the, the spirit of the Cardano ethos and applied that to the uh, overview. So from there, we're trying to build out a software stack and we're trying to help define from there what different models of governance will look like using these tools. And... 
from that point, it's up to users and other DAOs that are formed to decide what model of governance they want to adopt and what's going to work, but work best for them. And we do aim to provide, um, you know, if not direct tools for those types of governance, at least resources and information, uh, ideas, perspective, uh, things to get them started and put them on the right path to using those models that they want to implement. So we're not going to enforce any specific type of governance on anyone, even if we adopt a specific type for, for ADAO. The idea is going to be that we're going to encourage um, interoperability and creativity and participation from the, the group's um, members that join, that form their own DAOs to come up with their own methodology and their own philosophy behind why they want to govern a certain way. And I'll happily be a testimonial saying that uh, uh, MayDAO is going to be user-managed and user-governed so that the dev team can step away and it can be a true DAO because of ADAO's amazing work with our governance and their uh, ability to explain it to non-technical people and people who don't have a... Uh, a uh, sophisticated political background even can understand the governance because of how well they explain it on their discord. I appreciate that. And I, I think, um, I think we've only just gotten started at that, to be honest, like my background is um, a lot of my backgrounds to say is, is a brand um, brand ambassador, sales rep, things, basically the same job with a bunch of different titles for various um, organizations. And that's a lot of what I've done in the past is try and take, more technical concepts and break them down to a level where I can explain them to an end user. And we're still pretty fresh to this process. If we're doing a good job now in your eyes, then I think we're going to be doing a phenomenal job if you give us a few more months time, because we're only going to get better at this. And it's something that I think um, as fast as we have moved, and I think we've made uh, a phenomenal um, pace with data so far, but as fast as we have moved, I think we're going to move increasingly faster as we gain new members and as we get a better understanding of what we're doing every single day. So um, I really do look forward to making that information even more accessible to people who are less technical and people who are as well. You know, I think even even very technical people just making things very easy for them. We live in a, a society where time is money pretty much. So you know, anytime we can save you some time, we're probably saving you money. And if not, you know, at least we're saving you some peace so of mind. Do we have any additional questions before we close out the Q&A on ADAO? And if you do have any other questions, feel free to jump in the Discord and ask those at any time, of course. Oh, of course. We'll have all the links to all the proposals and the Discords down below. Um, but again, thank you so much, Ibis, for jumping in and telling us about ADAO. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having us. You just heard ADAO's proposal titled Creating Cardano DAO Infrastructure. For more information, you can follow the links down below, but we'll be moving on to our next proposal titled DAO Smart Contract Templatization by Clear Contracts. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Justin. I'm going to be talking about Clear Contracts, and we're a simple smart contract management platform. So uh, when my co-founder and I almost a year ago set out to explore dApps on Cardano, uh, we quickly realized that writing high assurance smart contracts is both difficult and expensive. Uh, so we kind of turned to others and, and observed them in the space. And it was clear that a lot of these organizations were all individually having to pay a lot of money to have their smart contracts audited. 
even though a lot of these uh, smart contracts had overlapping functionality. Uh, so for many, the cost of these audits aren't really uh, that reasonable. So for us, we didn't think it made a lot of sense that smart contract development um, has such a high barrier to entry. So we set out to kind of democratize access to audited high assurance smart contracts. Um, so we do this by templatizing frequently used smart contracts that have a wide variety of utility across different verticals. Um, so for example, the first contract that we ever built out, uh, the first template was a escrow template. So, you know, we built this because exactly, um, you know, what we're focused on is it's diverse uh, applications across different verticals. So, um, you know, this could be used for DAOs, for individuals, for traditional companies, um, and you can go down the list. Uh, so this is, sorry, haven't been clicking through that one. Um, so yeah, this is this is a uh, the kind of what it currently looks like to create um, smart contracts on Cardano. So obviously you're you're using Haskell um, in and Plutus. Um, so we kind of make that more more accessible to everyday people by making it as easy as as filling out a simple form. Um, so like I said, this can be used from individuals uh, to DAOs and and on down the line. Um, so we do have a product demo here of just what our platform currently looks like. Um, so this is built out to show what it would look like for an individual to be using our platform um, to, to execute a secure agreement. At Clear Contracts, we're creating real-world utility for blockchain technology that everyone can use. Creating smart contracts is easier than ever before with our technology. Alice wants to create a new smart contract with Bob. Instead of wasting hours learning a new programming language or hiring expensive developers, Alice can simply log on to Clear Contracts, select the type of agreement she wants to offer Bob, and fill out the important details about this contract. These fields will change depending on the type of agreement that Alice is creating. With the click of a button, Alice can offer a contract to Bob. Bob can review the details of the contract and choose to accept, decline, or renegotiate the agreement. Since we streamlined the process of contract creation, you can finally stop wasting time drafting agreements and focus on the more important aspects of your business. Simply fill out one of our simple forms, agree to the terms, and move on. Once all the parties agree to the terms, the power of smart contracts goes to work. Instead of spending time manually carrying out the terms of the agreement outlined in the contract, our smart contracts automatically manage the execution of all transactions that have been agreed on. Depending on the type of contract created, transactions can be verified using either data or human input. In this example, we'll show how human input can be used to initiate transactions. Alice and Bob can both log into clear contracts and see the status of their agreement at all times, providing them both with peace of mind thanks to our complete transparency. To interact with the agreement, each party can simply vote to resolve the contract. Once the terms of the contract are fulfilled, or in this scenario, once both parties have voted to resolve the agreement, the transaction is executed automatically. Awesome. So yeah, that kind of shows um, what it looks like right now. Um, and, and really what we've identified is an immediate use case um, for the Cardano ecosystem is creating these kind of smart contract uh, templates for DAOs. Uh, so many DAOs that are built on Cardano are going to be sharing a lot of the same structure um, and they're going to be wanting to do many of the same things. So we want to provide Cardano DAOs access to a smart contract library that consists of templates of other that other DAOs in the ecosystem have uh, found beneficial or that they frequently use 
And then obviously we, we want to provide um, access to those being audited as well. Um, so overall, this helps lessen the burden of each organization uh, that had to initially, uh, without a platform like this, pay for their own audits and spend their own time uh, developing these smart contracts, even though uh, oftentimes, you know, these same uh, contracts are, are very similar kind of execution um, transactions have been created by, you know, dozens of other organizations before them. Um, so, you know, whether it's someone creating a DAO or interacting with a, a DAO that they're currently a part of, uh, Cardano needs accessible platforms that allow everyday people to interact with the DAOs um, that, they're, that they're involved with. Uh, so this is why we're placing such a heavy emphasis on the user experience part of this platform. Um, and this is kind of just because, you know, the, the kind of promise of DAOs is to be this new type of organization that gives everybody a say, uh, you know, gives more power to regular people. But currently with, um, you know, just how DAOs are built on, on Cardano as it is now, uh, participation is mainly limited to the CLI. So for the 99% of people that don't know how to interact with this, um, you know, participating in, in a DAO isn't really possible. So, you know, we want to we want to open that up to, uh, you know, everyday everyday people to be able to interact with these DAOs on Cardano. Um, and this is just a little more about us. Uh, you can you can contact us here if you um, have any other questions, but also happy to take questions right now. So I, I do actually have a, a question and I am very excited to work with you. I talked with Logan about uh, MayDAO incorporating this uh, when you get further down the line with uh, app interoperability. Mm. I was wondering if your library will allow DAOs to submit their own smart contracts to be audited and to be put into your library. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that we're looking uh, to do is to kind of, you know, crowdsource that that um, smart contract library. Um, the question then becomes, uh, like you kind of touched on, how how does that um, become audited? Um, so, you know, obviously, if it, if it already is audited, um, other people can have access to that. But the other way of, of kind of um, doing that would be kind of having some sort of a, a community ranking system um, that, that can kind of show, you know, this this uh, contract was created by this organization who has kind of this reputation, um, et cetera. So I know, I guess one question I've asked a, a long while back, but how does clear contracts differ from um, Marlowe run or Marlowe? Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, we're focused um, on, on really, um, you know, aiming at, at where these smart contract templates are going to be used right away. Um, so that's kind of why our, our focus right now is in DAOs specifically. Um, I think that we kind of have more of a business mindset than them. And, and we're looking at, you know, where, where is the, the, the traction in Cardano? Um, where are people actually going to benefit from this the most? Um, and that's kind of what led, what's led to us uh, having this kind of narrowed focus on helping DAOs right now. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you again, Justin, for telling us about your proposal for Dows love Cardano. Yeah, thanks, Conward. You just heard Clear Contract's proposal titled Dow Smart Contract Templatization. For more information, you can follow the links down below. But we'll be moving on to our next proposal titled MLabs DDAO by MLabs. All right. So uh, MLabs is here to talk about DoubleDAO, uh, which uh, is going to be a platform specifically for 
launching DAOs quickly. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I think we've heard this a few times throughout uh, today's presentations that uh, getting a DAO up and running is currently pretty difficult. I feel like this is at um, sort of a conflict with Cardano's fundamental values, right? We, we want to make it easy for small organizations around the world to get up and rolling uh, in uh, whether it's a, a sort of nonprofit organization, whether it's a DeFi protocol. Uh, and everything in between, get up and rolling quickly and to reduce development costs. That's a tremendous, uh, tremendous source of uh, pain, especially when you're uh, maybe trying to do something with charity or in research where there's not sort of immediate profit uh, that you might be able to attract VC attention on. So uh, what we want to do is we want to produce a end-to-end -end system based on our existing research that we're doing at the industrial level. So uh, I should introduce myself. I'm Ben Hart. I'm the director of Cardano Operations at MLabs. We're currently involved in about 15 different projects across the Cardano ecosystem. Uh, NFTs, uh, DAOs in particular, I'm going to call out Jira Wallet because we're building uh, a whole DAO infrastructure for Jira. We uh, also work on Liquid, and we've worked with Sunday as well, and then quite a bit of our designs on DAOs have ended up in those products. Um, so we've, as you might be able to tell, we've actually gone and built DAOs uh, in multiple different applications, and, and we're starting to get a pretty good grip on what's necessary to do it well, to do it securely, and to do it um, in such a way that there's a good degree of concurrency so you're not getting... Uh, situations where uh, people aren't able to interact with your protocol fast enough to do reasonable business. So uh, we've gone and we've solved a lot of these problems privately, and we'd like to take that research um, out to the benefit of the entire Cardano ecosystem, a new product in the Cardano ecosystem that can quickly roll out DAOs. So we have the existing sort of DAO templates uh, that we've built. We have versions of them that we can easily work with uh, under our uh, IP, but what we'd like to do is set up a system now for rolling those out in a secure way that uh, doesn't overly impact the finances of individual protocols, but lets you get set up, lets you roll out a DAO, engage your community, uh, plug it into things like um, maybe a discourse or a forum software, so you can easily do things like setting up a proposal uh, or voting on proposals directly from forum software like Discourse, uh, maybe even from Discord itself. So we can build plugins to make that process smooth. Uh, additionally, you're you're not going to have the cost of and the, the audit surface area of, of building out your own DAO, and you can start engaging your community on day one. So that's really the heart of Double DAO uh, is sort of these fundamental. Uh, singular goals. So we can we can very quickly roll this out in such a way that you could incorporate a ready-made uh, sort of DAO interface uh, that you configure without writing any code and that you can integrate with your existing website pretty easily without a lot of extra code um, to, to very easily get up and running. And it's really important to us that what we supply you is extensible. So we might give you some basic things if you have a treasury, you might want to spend out of the treasury. If you have a forum, you might just want to be able to vote on forum threads. And if you uh, maybe you want to change government rules, like the, um, the, uh, the way that voting works per se, uh, we can have some proposals set up 
to change government rules. But you might want, as you're launching a protocol, to actually integrate what we provide you in terms of DAO infrastructure with your, uh, with your protocol directly so that you could have, in the case of DeFi, maybe someone changing interest rates or in the case of an NFT marketplace, uh, changing fees, changing royalties and how royalties are, or, are looked at. And as we go from the first generation of Cardano dApps to the second, also potentially upgrades of your protocol as well. So we want to provide a clear path for your developers to extend what we're building. And that's, that's really the heart of the research that we've been doing. It's the heart of the, the, the code that's already been written on this project. So we'd like to bring this sort of forward into the community as, uh, as a service that can be offered sort of uh, across the board for everyone who uh, might be working in the ecosystem. So that's the, the general idea of DoubleDAO is sort of bringing this research that we've been doing through working with our clients out in, into the world and, and helping people write less Plutus in the favor of uh, sort of getting things done, All right? Uh, and with that, I'll open it up for questions. So I'll start it off. Um, sure. So for the, so I know MLabs is, as you said, has worked with many different um, partners. Um, you're even partnered with IOG. How or what have you done that we could look to like previous works? So I know you said certain yeah. portions are in each, but what would be some works that MLabs has produced that we could see? Right. So... I mean, at this point, a lot of our early obligations uh, in Plutus, a lot of our early clientele are in DeFi. I think we're all aware that DeFi projects aren't launching just yet. Some of our work is in Sunday, and I think you'll see that very soon. You can see it in the testnet beta. Uh, quite a bit of our Plutus work uh, you can't really look at today. That's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, but you certainly can't look at our work in the traditional finance industry with uh, JustPay, with Tillit as well. Uh, we work on and off chain. Uh, we also work uh, with a number of protocols on other chains as well. And that work is out uh, for the world to see as well. So th those are f a couple of places where you could look at at what we're up to. Uh, we also do have, uh, I believe, some protocols that will even launch before the vote is is finalized as well. So looking to uh, potentially Mercata, uh, the Dog Pound Crypto Gang, DPCG, NFT marketplace as well. Uh, potentially Seabug. There's a few projects that are probably going to come across the line here just before the vote. Um, so there's a few things. You can also look at the the demos that have come out from our clients over time. So you'll see uh, some of the early smart contract and front-end integrations with Liquid. You can see um, uh, our hand in many of the demos that have come out from Sunday as well. Um, and uh, also the demos that came out during the uh, summit as well. So there was a collection of demos that included our work on the Ardana stablecoin project and our work on um, quite a few other services. So I, I would encourage you to take a look at, at what we did for the summit as well. Awesome. And of course, we will have that link down below. Um, do we have any additional questions? I, on a side note, I didn't know that you were working with Ardana. I know that's been a recent up and coming yeah. DeFi. So that's awesome. Yeah, we, we contribute uh, along with another consultancy, Platonic, towards the Ardana project. Yeah. Awesome. Um, do we have any additional questions? Uh, I have a question. Um, so for the uh, work that you're doing in relation to DAOs specifically, um, not regarding um, financial uh, mechanisms and things like that, but just as far as the DAO stuff that we're talking about here, 
Is there going to be um, any of that open source where we can check that out on GitHub or anything like that? Uh, so that work does ultimately belong to those protocols. Uh, there is work that we've been doing for IOHK, which is in the open source. It's, uh, it's a fork of one of their repos. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to provide that to Conward, uh, and this can maybe end up in the video description, if you like. Um, but uh, in the short answer, yes, we've done a good amount of research in DAOs in the open source through, uh, I want to say it's the, the uh, IOHK use cases, uh, and not the one in the Plutus monorepo, but uh, outside of that there's a public use cases repository that is open source. So you can take a look there. We have quite a bit of governance and uh, other contracts that we've been working on there. Um, there's a few others uh, and, and it'll be in our fork of that project. I don't believe our work has been merged yet as that happens at the end of the partners program, which is ongoing. Um, so just a, a couple of high level notes, but uh, certainly as these protocols launch, our work will become open source and you'll certainly be able to take a look at that. A um, couple other things in terms of just DAOs, like when we talk about just a DAO, like Liquid will have a DAO at launch. Sunday uh, will have a DAO at launch and that largely comes from uh, our designs and the Liquid team's implementation of those designs as well. Uh, and we're part of that team. We're not the entire team on, on either of those projects. Um, so that uh, is also going to come about with Seabug version one, which is a uh, NFT marketplace focused on the uh, uh, artist royalties being made compulsory on that particular marketplace. So um, with those particular NFTs, they're, they're restricted in certain ways to, to enable artist royalties being respected. Uh, that also has a direct DAO on top of it. So when we talk about our DAO research, it's always going to be in the context of, of some other client doing something else. That's how we get these funds and how we, how we, how we do this research and, and development of DAOs. But certainly across the board, whether it's DeFi or down to uh, a fairly small community organization, you need to be able to have what amounts to a board of directors of your token holders. And at the minimum, you're going to need a system for distributing any kind of rewards, funds management internally, and uh, democratic action, right? Uh, so our goal in version one is to provide a very simple system for that to get you up and running. Yeah. I know that um, Arsha or had a question. Yes, yes. Yep. yes I do. So uh, I just see that uh, in the proposal, you say include accurate voting mechanisms. I was just curious as to what that entails. Yeah, so uh, typically in DAOs, your vote is tied to uh, holding and or staking a token. So the idea is that if however many tokens you have staked, that amounts to your voting weight. So if you'd like every member of a DAO to have equal voting weight, you'll have a voting token and everybody gets one, right? If you have um, something where it's behaving more like a security token, then uh, it's going to behave a bit like stock and, and someone could have a thousand shares and that gives them a thousand votes, a thousand tokens. So, so as a DAO, we could uh, choose how uh, the voting happens? Is that what? Yeah, there yeah. will be uh, initial like, uh, typically there's going to be a quorum uh, and probably a minimum to make a proposal. Most, uh, most protocols ask for that just so that they don't get spammed with uh, sort of arbitrary proposals. So say, you know, you have to have at least 100 tokens to to post uh, a solution, and that's a configurable number. 
uh, to post a, a resolution to be voted on, a proposal. And then you would have uh, sort of on the other side, a, a certain amount where if you don't get that many votes, it's not a valid proposal, right? Because you don't want 1% of your DAO making all of the decisions. So you want something called a quorum to decide uh, if that proposal has enough votes to be valid. And then from there, the default is usually uh, like 50% plus one or, or whichever has greater votes, right? Um, so that's, uh, that, that's sort of the basic voting mechanism. But certainly as we develop the product, we want to add other democratic systems. So it could be that you have single transferable vote systems or you have other sort of mechanisms rather than just first past the post. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. Awesome. Um, do we have any additional questions for? Yeah, awesome. I'd like to ask. Uh, I've got a kind of a two-parter. One, uh, first, just very, very much. I like this project. Uh, not a question, but very. I like this very much. Uh, how much Plutus and Haskell could one avoid writing by using DoubleDAO? I mean, if MayDAO wanted to use DoubleDAO to work with M Labs to launch. Would we also have to uh, hire a developer? Would we skip that entirely, a, a coder? Uh, and if we did want to work with DoubleDAO, what would the process look like to begin with? How would we start working together? So early on, uh, we're, we're probably going to onboard a number of beta testers who are working with uh, an early template while we're building out the remaining infrastructure. Uh, so to work with us early on, uh, just to get started, it, it depends very much on your protocol. Like I said, we're going to supply the ability to hold and spend tokens so you can have a treasury, the ability to uh, evenly disperse rewards among your stakers so you can have uh, sort of a dividend capability. And then uh, we're going to have the ability to vote on spending, vote on governance rules, and vote on a thread ID just out of the box. So if that's all you need, you do not need a developer, right? Uh, if you want to interact with the rest of the made out protocol, you want to design sort of templates of like, here is what uh, voting on this particular action does on chain. Uh, and if you like, you can engage us to help you develop it, or you could have uh, a developer of your own. We'll give you the API documentation and you can develop just enough. So uh, I'd like to help streamline this work. shale. I've invited yeah. both of them to our governance and weekly meetings. They I've talked with Anthony already. Uh, yeah. and you can go into more detail and I can relay a lot of this because I'm like in between where Shale is and where you are, Ben, in technical sure. uh, uh, understanding. Okay. So uh, I can explain to him where you guys can perform. My question is, uh, have you talked with ADAO and is this like just governance or is it like uh, more broad jump starting like uh, the team building? The lessons of our first uh, 10 months of Plutus development have been really aimed for that MVP. So in version one, just governance and treasury, and maybe even just governance. But we I really want to have treasury uh, in version one if we possibly can, because we think it's tremendously helpful. And there's a lot of security concerns that people have around treasury management. So we want to provide that for you in a, in a pre-audited contract. Um, Fantastic. Well, now, I look forward to our Have I spoken with ADAO? I haven't spoken with ADAO, and I should. Uh, we have spoken with a couple of the others, uh, clear contracts we've had a discussion with because we think there might be some room for cooperation. We're completely open to that. And if there's teams that would like to come and be beta testers, we're absolutely open to that too. 
Um, well, please consider made out for beta testing. And I look forward to our meetings uh, further. Absolutely. I just don't want to take up any more time because we do have a meeting set up later with you guys. Great. Um, thank you for that. Um, I, thank you. I, if, if I haven't answered the question, I've, I've sort of run out of steam and, and it, maybe we need to redirect, but it sounds like that has been. Yeah, up. I think. Oh, you no, know, you've answered. Definitely. Well answered. You, you, oh, thank you very much. You've got it. Thank, thank you, Ben. All right. Uh, anything else? Thank you once again for jumping in, Ben. Um, it was a pleasure to hear about MLabs' Double DAO. Um, and again, for all these projects, including MLabs, we will have links down in the description below. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cardano Convo podcast. If you want an easy way to help us out, make sure to share this podcast. That way we can grow and create better podcasts for you guys. Also leave us a five-star review and if you had feedback on today's episode, tweet us at Cardano Convo, send your emails to cardanoconvo at gmail.com, or join the Cardano Convo Discord server and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure to check out our website at crypto-loops.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsors. First are our Patreons over on the Cardano Convo Patreon page. Their direct contributions help to make this podcast possible. By becoming a patron, you gain amazing benefits such as access to polls to help decide the content of upcoming episodes, early access to videos, roles and benefits within the Discord server, and so much more. Our second sponsor is Loops Pool. If you want to help out the podcast and you're looking for a Cardano stake pool to delegate your ADA to, then think about delegating with Loops Pool. That is Loops, L-O-O-P-S. Lastly, I want to let our community know about an NFT game slash project that we are working on. The game is called Flooftopia, and more details can be found at flooftopia.org. There you can find access to our Discord server and to other socials, so make sure to check out our website to learn more. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Cardano Convo.